It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Okay, just so you know, code word PHNX. All right, um, everybody hop in here. William Brad Alice will be joining us shortly, but Arizona loses 49 to 22. Um, I don't really know what else to say other than the fact that this was a massive disappointment. I think a lot of people thought that, well, Arizona could hang with Oregon. And if you, I was up field level for almost the entire game. And I hate saying this, but this game was over before it started. You could just kind of tell. And again, this is something that Jetfish has to do. And again, everybody hop in here with your comments. I know it's, uh, we're getting started a little bit early here. Um, but, it, you know, sometimes you just know when you're overmatched. Um, I always go back to the Arizona LSU game where back in about 2003 and Jacob Franklin would know something about being outmatched in uh, uh, football games. That is my esteemed producer. Um, you just kind of know it and watching Arizona and Oregon at field level, you could kind of tell that Arizona's at a different stage right now than Oregon is. Again, I'm not saying that Dan Lanning is the best coach in the world. That's certainly not what I'm saying, but his dudes just looked a lot bigger. And again, I'm going to talk. Well, I'm sure we'll talk with Jed Fish on uh, Monday about it. But he just, th- this, this was a game that kind of felt, this was a game that felt over before it started right here. What's up, my man, Matthew? How you doing, homie? We're going to be up here for about an hour or so. So everybody hop in. Cosmic Contrarian. Um, appreciate you, bro. But, um, <sighs> <laughs> Jacob Franklin, my guy. Um, yes, 
it was a uh, it was it, this this was a t- this was a difficult win or difficult loss for Arizona. Not so much that they lost because I predicted a loss, but I thought there would be a little bit more of a competitive showdown. Um, that really didn't happen right here. And all right, Cosmic Contrarian, you know what? We take the L's on the chin around here, so we're going to talk with you about this. He says, I tried to tell you, Mike, and again, I think most of my peeps will be on here in about five to ten minutes because the game's still going on. I love my cats, but they are years away. I don't believe on that. I, I'm, you know what? I am going to, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree on that. And I'm gonna back the A. Um, Arizona's not years away, but they're a couple years away for sure. And you saw it up. And I was talking with somebody from the uh, <laughs> from the Arizona Republic, Jacob Franklin's background. Um, you know, the the one thing about it, though, that is, I think, a little bit disconcerting is that you watch this game and you could tell up close that one team looks about 45 pounds bigger than the other team. And again, Dan Lanning's a first-year coach. You need to remember, though, that Mario Cristobal is bringing in top five class after top five class. I totally get that. William Brad Alice is in here to be able to save my life right now. Hello, William. Michael. Brad, um, as Arizona fans, we will uh, will never be disappointed because if because <laughs> if you're an Arizona fan, you will uh, um, you'll probably be disappointed. But you're not disappointed if you can't be disappointed. Um, this was a game that I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I was talking with some people about this. I'm going to start shooting the link out in a second when you uh, run with it. But I kind of feel, I thought that Arizona would be competitive in this game, and again, watching it up close. This was a game that, and we talked about this before, if Arizona would play Oregon 10 times, they would win none of those games. This was just an outmatch from the beginning. Yeah, I think the disappointment, I, you know, I, might, I didn't see much of it. I'll, I'll admit, I was out uh, well, trying to coach Little League, but... Um, Not trying to coach, excelling. Well, the problem was, um, we are flowing Wells Little League, who plays at Curtis Park. Oh, I know that. I know Curtis Park. Flowing Wells softball plays at flowing wells park um district five sent out a letter saying uh flowing wells park was closed so unfortunately our opponents thought that meant flowing wells's park was closed so we didn't have an opponent tonight um yeah so i only got to go one and oh today go uh title ways volleyball and uh, unfortunately, in college football, I went 0-1 because Arizona uh, not playing well. So my point being, uh, I didn't see much of the game because we were still out at the park waiting for our opponent to show up. Uh, but I think the, the disappointment to me is not that they lost, but that I mean, it's 49-22 as we speak, and it's not that close. No, um, dude, Brad, honestly, that's, that's the thing that was a little disconcerting, dude. So, like, um, I spent the first quarter – on the sideline and because I just wanted to see what it looks like. Cause again, Oregon recruits, as you know, better than anybody, Oregon recruits at a top 10 to 15 level. And I just wanted to see what it looked like up front, what it looked like up close. And this is where, you know, that still Jed fish again, cosmic contrary. And I do believe might be an ASU fan. Um, Jed fish is going to have no problem holding this team together because they buy into that vision. But Brad, I'll tell you one thing though, man, like just looking at the D line, Looking at the O-line, the only one that looked like he belonged out there, or there there was there was three people on the both lines that looked 
Jonas Savanea looks like he belongs out there because he does. And Jordan Morgan, your guy up in Marana, looks like he belongs up there. And on the defensive side, it was Hunter Eccles and nobody else. Nobody else looked like they were of that physical stature. And I think that's what's a little bit um, that's what's a little bit disconcerting, but it's something that Jed Fish is gonna have to work with. Yeah, I mean, we knew look, we knew there was a talent deficiency. Um and I think as we have we've gone, we've we keep doing measuring stick games. Right. And obviously the first one was San Diego State, and they, they which we didn't know was as bad as ever. Um, and then to me, the next one was that Mississippi State game, and they didn't right. measure up, but they were okay. Um, you know, they were three plays away from making that really interesting, but they weren't as good. Okay, we get that. Uh, the next one was Cal, and I think if they play Cal 10 times, they win five. I agree. Four. I agree with that. Maybe four or five, something four. like that, though. Okay, but they're they're not good enough to beat Cal eight out of ten times. Right. So that's another right. – so they're not there yet. Um, they blew out Colorado. That was important. Um, right. So now the next one in this long line of measuring stick was Oregon, who we know is one of the better teams in the Pac-12. And they didn't. They didn't belong on the field with them. And that's the problem. Right. I mean, you know, again, if they play this one 10 times, they're losing nine and a half or whatever it is. Right. Um, hey, let me ask you this, Brad. You know what bothered me the most, though, about this game? And I want to get into your historical references because you have a lot better. Um, uh, when it gets to before about the Fiesta Bowl, you have a much better grasp of this than I do. But um, and so remind me to come back to that. But. I thought Arizona would probably lose this game. And all right, I, I don't know what, where you're going with this. But um, I thought Arizona would lose this game. But at the same time, I didn't expect the just the beatdown of it because I had already looked at where um, Oregon had played games. Oregon barely beat Washington State. And keep in mind, too, that you know that was a game where two pick sixes changed the game. Uh, you lost 49 uh, to nothing against Georgia. Again, I get that it's Georgia. Totally get that. But I didn't expect Arizona to be outmanned. The only games that I thought this year that Arizona would be outmanned possibly was Utah and maybe USC. This one took me for a little bit of surprise for sure. And again, I, I, I can't speak enough on it because I didn't see enough of it. But... Is it one of those, again, where they play 10 times and three are close, three are 15 to 20-point losses, and four are like this? Right. And I don't know. I don't, But, you know, and what little I saw, Arizona is kind of getting beat up. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, from a talent standpoint, I think Oregon's among the top three in the conference. Mm -hmm. I don't no think doubt. they're the top three teams in the conference, although I may have to change that now based upon uh, what has happened to Washington um, and Which Washington, is crazy, but and yeah. Washington State coming back down to earth, but UCLA looks pretty good too. And again, haven't seen all the scores. So if, if UCLA ended up blowing a game or or, yeah, or Washington sure. State ended up coming back, I don't know these things. But uh, to me, you know, the question was always how good of a team is Oregon, not how good are their players. Right. And if Lanning, again, I have no idea how good a coach he is, or or. Is he a coaching upgrade from Cristobal? Is he a coaching downgrade? If he's a downgrade, they're in trouble. If he's an upgrade, they're in great shape. Um, you know, they did not look good in that Georgia game, but Georgia's really good. Right. So I'm not I'm not upset that they got better players on the lines because we knew that. Arizona doesn't have good line play yet. Better, yes. 
So now again, I think I'm hoping that we, this can be one of those games you throw out that the, the steamroller started going Arizona just, just couldn't ever recover. Uh, Oregon was, you know, that happens in games where teams can run on you. You lose your soul a little bit. Right. Um, that said, uh, let's see what happens with Washington, which is going to be, right. I don't, I, and I don't expect them to win. Even with Washington not playing well, my dog just ran across my keyboard. Right. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, I, I didn't think they'd win tonight. Uh, I don't think I didn't. I think if what they're kind going of dog to is win, that Brad, very cute dog, by the way, is this your rescue? This, they're all rescues. This is, this is Millie. That's Millie. all dude. I only go rescues as well. Ted Wardo's a rescue. Yes, Millie is uh, what my vet calls a Tucson Chihuahua. That means there's Chihuahua and a whole lot more. Um, <laughs> but she's a little, yeah. She's our she's our feisty one, but she's our cuddler too. So the the three right. three other ones are running around. You might hear the puppies start fighting. Uh, but she's we've had her since uh, about November. She she adopted us. Right. Literally was running around our neighborhood. Decided I like Riley better than my real family and kept showing up on our doorstep every morning at six. And uh, we didn't have the offensive line play to protect us, and she came and she came home. Right. So um, let me let me ask you this, Brad, because you can definitely speak to this. Ricky Garrett, one of our all-time OGs, right here. Unfortunately for Jed, this does hurt his chances of getting full crowds until we get better. People aren't uh, packing the crowd, uh, the house for blowouts. I've lived it. You've lived it. And I think the one thing with Arizona football fans that is very difficult to get them back is that Arizona football fan, maybe more so than any other fan base are generally uh, used to being let down. And I can just use in my lifetime, you got the Fiesta Bowl team. Almost everybody comes back again, a couple starters, but you know what I'm talking about? Almost everybody comes back. You go eight and four off a top 10 finish. Um, 98 Arizona finishes fourth in the nation. You respond with almost everybody coming back outside of a few people. You've got, you know, obviously you lose C-Mac, you lose, uh, uh, you lose Kelvin, you lose a couple guys like that, but Arizona then goes five and six. Um, every single time I think, and this is what's difficult for Arizona fans is every time something big looks to happen, it's kind of a big letdown. Whereas with Arizona basketball, yes, if you're expecting something big, you might be let down, but it's probably going to be a letdown in the Elite Eight, not in a regular that, season. And that's the great point. So when Arizona football lets you down, it's losing 7-6 to ASU. Right. It's blowing a big lead against ASU with a bull on the line. It's going to Oregon and getting – three plays off in a minute 40 with a, it's a game tying field goal. Uh, it's hitting guy in the head on an extra point. It's um, there's been a lot of times Arizona has controlled their own destiny heading into a game and they have never been able to get to come out of there with the win. Cal up 20 to nothing. Um, it was a 14, seven loss to USC a few years you know, in the Tomy era. Right. If they win that one, that Oregon game, the double overtime, if they win that, they control their own destiny. Um, yes, when Arizona disappoints you, they disappoint you in the Elite Eight or they're upset in the sweets. Yes, there were those first round losses. I get it. Um, but you know, it's triangle and two, it's uh the Kansas comeback, it's you know, we can name them the, the Nick Johnson push off. Um <laughs> for sure. Go down the list. Um, so yeah, that's the difference. You know, when Arizona softball lets you down, they let you down at the college world series. 
Right, right, right. They they let you down at a far advanced level. Yes, because the, and that's the difference between being an elite program and being a, a hopefully middling football program. Now that being said, if you're let the only thing you should be let down about this game is the is the score. Right. Um, Arizona wasn't supposed to to win this game. If Arizona wins four four or more football games, they're ahead of schedule. Um. But yes, you want to start to buy in. You want things, and again, I was honestly I was surprised this one was sold out because I didn't Brian, think it would I, be a good Brian, game. Can I ask you this? Yeah. Um, and again, you've lived you've lived this all as much as anybody out there. Um, at what point does Arizona need to prove it to you? And I'm just talking from the average fan. Again, you're a ki- you're you're a father, multiple kids. You've uh, you know, you've lived it. At what point for the average fan will there come a point where you say, you know what? I got to see it. I'll show, but you got to see it. Are they not there yet? Have They're they not, not there have, yet? Have they not been there since the end of the Stoops era? Remember, people forget for the first five years of the Stoops era, they averaged 48,000 fans. Right. Um, and that was with a mediocre student section. Right. Um, it was at the Rich Rod time. And I will say this. The worst thing that happened to attendance at Arizona Stadium is is improved TV. Right. Um, it used to be you'd have to watch it tape delayed or you couldn't watch it. Um, there were times for road games that I had to do a post-game show based upon a radio broadcast. Oh, I, I'm well aware of these or, ones for sure had to find a bar that could pirate and I, I'm not going to call those bars out but there may be one not too far from skate country in our neck of the woods uh, and, and Sean Seely knows what I'm talking about oh, that they yeah. knew how to that they knew how to pirate the games uh they had the transponder code um but now you know if you look at it we also live in an era where there's and now I think you get to a point and it's it's harder to be that dedicated It'd be right. great to say, yes, I'm going to the game regardless. Win or lose, back the A. Um, <laughs> and I was that guy in my 20s before I got the, the, oh, the I know. gig. But you get to a point, and not everyone's like this. There's about 30,000 fans who will come no matter what. But, you know, it's at the point where it's like, okay, well, I have so much on my plate. Do I really want to go watch a losing football team? Right. And there are times I have gone since I've gotten out of the full-time media that right. I've only gone because I got invited to the tailgate first. I'm like, okay, I'll go watch, but you know, or I got free tickets. I have the discretionary income to buy okay tickets at Arizona state. Mm-hmm. And I, between coaching little league baseball and coaching my daughter's volleyball team and, you know, spending time with the family and having 55 games on my 55-inch TV. I.e. being a family man that's got family and a responsibility. It's really hard for me to, you know, shell out a couple hundred bucks to go watch a bad product. Because right. I can't get my $5 tickets anymore. Right. Um, so I don't blame the fans. There was in my 20s a time, I'm like, why aren't you out there? Right. And tickets were cheaper and you couldn't watch games. I, I get it. And to be honest, it's better but i mean my game day experience for mississippi state was not good right and and explain please explain that because you were texting me throughout please explain that okay so mississippi state game uh good crowd not not so i get there 45 minutes before game time 
My dad was given tickets by a friend of his who's a- You got the kids with you, correct? No, it's just me and my father. My dad's okay. 80. My dad's spry for an 81-year-old, but he's still an 81-year-old. Right. Um, we have a parking permit, season ticket holder, uh, Wildcat Club guy. So these are it's a good parking permit, good tickets. They oversold the parking lot. <laughs> 45 minutes before kickoff which we had to wait in line for. They said, hey, maybe you can go to the, the 6th Street garage. Maybe. We don't risk it. We have to park at the uh, hospital because that was the best way. You know, so right. me and my 81-year-old father, again, fit, but we walk across campus. We get there and there's a line to get in. And they're directing people to a line, but then they're directing people from two lines to the other line. We missed the first touchdown. Right. We get We get to our seats. We are under the, the cover, you know, so we're right there where I guess it's the Wildcat Club, I think. Right. The, not, the, not in the end zone. So I don't know if it was that. The bass is so rattling that I can't hear the official. I can't hear, unless he says third down, I couldn't. Is it Jeff Dean who does it? Mm-hmm. Or whoever does Yeah. Who's, who's good. He's a good PA announcer, but I couldn't hear him. Right. Um, I, can't hear the the, I can't hear the games. And my da- dad had to turn down his hearing aids because the bass was hurting. Right. Me, who's an earbud guy, heavy metal guy, Nazi. almost left because I was getting a headache. They fixed it, but I couldn't hear the rest. I don't know what the penalties are. So here I am with what I assume are about $80, $90, $100 tickets, a parking permit I can't use. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the sideline warning was. Or So why do I want to do that again? Right. Um, for a mediocre product. And by the way, I, I know Borgay, good kid, good family. We're going to get to that in a second, for sure. Yeah, I've known him since he was five. Good for him. Wrong right. school, but, you know, that was his opportunity. So, yeah, so we live in a day and age where, again, the football experience on my television is really good. So you got to give me something. And some of that's a winning football product. I was there for a lot of that Khalil Tate October. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, got to take my son to some football games. That was a lot of fun from that experience. But it's an experience expensive thing to do for a bad uh product and and i'm glad there are people like matthew you i'm who, going by, to who, by the way i saw at the red blue didn't get to say hi but i did see him fantastic dude fantastic uh, dude i'm um, going to i'm but, going but yeah, to actually so I get that there are people like that and i wish i could be like that and maybe again when my when my my my, my kids you know move out and everything i can be that guy again win or lose go but right now you know, I get it. I get why it's 30,000 people. Right. I am going to, uh, first of all, Shane Diefenbach, you can talk as much crap as you want because you're my guy and ASU did win. A couple of things, though. Brad, have I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app? Code word. Yeah, thankfully. All right. Here's the deal. If you put down five bucks, you can $200 in free bets if that team wins. Again, you might think to yourself, Mike, that can't possibly be true. It is. If that's not enough, you can boost your earning or your winnings with DraftKings Sportsbook same game stepped up parlays right now for every leg. You can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? That simple, that easy. To make things even easier, you can throw down on a stepped up same game parlay uh, once per game. If you want to bet on the Chiefs, like William Brad Alice probably would. Uh, that's what you're going to do, though. And it's all season long. Again, it's simple. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word, 
PHNX, again, code word PHNX, and uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And, and here's what's going to be Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX for right here. The great Kevin Woodman is making his triumphant return to Tucson. And he's going to be here October 15th at Tap and Bottle, which we'll get to in a minute. But Four Peaks Brewery, Four Peaks is going to be right there. Come here, join us, check it out. Four Peaks Brewery. You can even come check out Sun Devil's pregame shows if you want to root against them at the official Four Peaks thing in Tempe. Okay. Um, Brad, I got a bunch of questions here. I don't believe what um, – I don't believe – let me go back up here real quick. Um. Okay, Cosmic Contrarian. This is where I lose. This is where I lose the average Arizona fan, where he says, and then I got to, um, I was drinking water the entire game, so I have to use the restroom. But he says, Brad, the Cats will not win another game this year, possibly in the ASU. That's okay. That's just reality. I don't buy that theory, and I've never bought that theory because Arizona generally upsets a team that they probably shouldn't upset, Brad. And so I look at this schedule, Washington State, winnable game. Their Washington, winnable game. Heck, ASU just beat them. So I don't, I've don't. i never subscribed to that theory that a lot of Arizona fans go with where it's just, oh, well, we can't win this game. I don't buy that. There, and again, this is fandom. There's a Brad, you're going to have to hold this for like one minute real quick. There's a ahead. recency bias. When Arizona beat San Diego State, everyone was saying they're going to win seven or eight games. When they lost to Mississippi State, they're going to win three games. When they lose to Cal, they're not going to win again. Then they blow out Colorado, and it's, oh, we're going to sell out for Oregon because we're going to win uh, nine games. Now they lose badly to Oregon. It's like we're not going to win another game. They're not going to win a lot of games, and I'd be shocked if they don't win any games. Uh, the fact is Arizona is probably not quite as bad as they showed uh, tonight. Uh, nor are they probably as good as they showed last week. That's just what an up-and-coming, rebuilding football team is. So if I would guess that they will probably be the underdog in all but maybe the last game, I think they will win more than one. I don't think they'll win more than three. Right. Um, but we all – we all, and that's what fans do. It's an, eager, it's an overreaction to every game. Remember, the Chiefs, again, I'm going to use the Chiefs. Chiefs were dead and buried after they lost to the Colts. Right. The then they beat, the, they beat the Buccaneers, and now they're the Super Bowl favorite. Well, they're probably right. somewhere in between. Um, remember, Oregon, this was the worst hire ever. Dan Lanning's a bum because Oregon got blown out by Georgia. Right. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, you got coach. The Louisville coach apparently had to win today to save his job. Again, one game's the difference. Right. Um. So, was tonight bad? Yes. Is Arizona a good football team? No, they're not. We knew that. They're an improved football team from where they were last year, which was a dumpster fire because they inherited a dumpster on a trash barge fire. Um, right. This Again, I think the thing we say, and it should be the Brad and Mike drinking game, and maybe you and you, Rome wasn't built in a day. Rome was not built in a day. Um, and that is you, the Arizona football That is the Arizona football motto. We were not built in a day. The Desert Swarm was not built in a day. I'm going to get to the Desert Swarm genesis, though, with you a little bit later on, but continue to go, William. So I think the fact, yes. Do I expect Arizona to go to a bowl game? No, I don't, because Cal was that game. Do I think they can still win one, two more? Yeah, I do. 
Do you um, do you believe? Do you agree with? Do you agree with me, or do you agree with uh, Cosmic Contrarian that I believe Arizona is going to probably win a game before ASU that they'll be an underdog in? What would William Brad Alice say if if I were to ask you that? You know what? You got five games left. What would you say? I would say that's more than more likely than not. I like it. Now again, that that depends on a lot of things. Could this team totally freak out tonight and he lose the team a little bit? Yeah, that could happen. All oh, right. I, I, did are both of them that? So I brought my son the wrong ramen. I got him hot and spicy and not. Brad, I got ramen. two things right here. Yeah, but we're gonna get to because one thing that I've been very remiss in during our all of our post game shows, and uh, Jacob has rightfully got on me about this, is getting to the graphics. So we're gonna yeah, get graphics? to graphics. Graphics, because you got to remember, we got guys like Jacob Franklin who are much smarter than me that know what they're doing. Um, with me, if I can put three and three together, it's been a successful day. With Jacob Franklin, if he could put 937 together with 2,186, he's going to do it right like that. We're going to get to that in a second. But two things right here Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right. Mountain Mike. Oh, yes, yes, yes. If you don't like pizza, generally you suck. Um, and Mountain Mike's Pizza is going to be there off of Oracle. If you want to come to, let's say, I don't know, tap and bottle for the away game of, uh, for the away game, uh, next week, I would assume William Brad Alice might be there with uncle Kev coming into town. Is that true? I will be there uh, until I have to leave to go coach. Yes. But let's just say you want some pizza. Mountain Mike's would be the spot to go to, but tap and bottle is the ultimate destination. It's going to be very fun. Kevin Woodman's going to be there. John Schuster's going to be there. Brad Alice will be there. All of the OGs. Heck, Anthony Gimino might actually even be there. He turned down a trip to Spokane, Washington, so he could come hang out. So that's how cool it is. But check it out. Mountain Mike's Pizza. Get that on the way to Tap and Bottle. So All where's right. Mountain Mike's Pizza? I need to know this. It's, it's on Oracle and off of Oracle and Wetmore. That's what I got what? right now. Yeah. What? That's right. That's my neighborhood. That dude, make it happen, man. Oh, by the way, uh, Matthew Bothell are going to show up. I would say this, though. It's a 2.30 kick. And again, this isn't because of me. This is because of Uncle Kev, who's a rock star in Tucson. I would highly recommend getting there about 1.45 or so because um, I-, I do believe that this will be a... Uh, Bite your uh, tongue, David. David... Uh, Kevin Woodman, our good friend. Right I mean, there. they're both our drunk uncle, Kevin. Yes, I was going to say, Kevin will probably, because when I did talk with Kevin, he said that I would be there, but he said he would be there. Uh, he would start drinking about nine o'clock at um, uh, Trident. So he's like, so he's going to be there. All these people will be there. I'll be there in spirit back the A. All right. So let's get to, I'll tell you what, let's get to the, um, what did we learn do we have that possibly? All right. Oh, I like that. See, I would have never been able to do anything like this. This is how cool Jacob is. Um, I'm going to tell you what I learned, and I'm going to tell and then William, you can go from there. What did we learn? We learned that Arizona is still not ready to compete with the upper echelon teams. It wasn't even so much like the Georgias, the Alabamas, is that second level team, that top 15 to 20 team. Arizona just not there yet. Just not there. No, no. And I think. Yeah, I think there was hope. We all believe that maybe Arizona was in the middle of the Pac-12. They're not. They're in the bottom third. For sure. And, that, and that's fine. The question is, can they be closer to eighth than 12th? And I think they are. I mean, obviously they are because of how bad uh, 
Colorado is, but you know, they got to prove they're better than Arizona State. They got to prove they're better than, you know, even Washington State. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, they're they're again, it's just it's just a long process. Um, no matter how old school you are, you can't you know you can't turn th- you can't bring in one player and turn things around like you do in doing college basketball. All right. Now, here's how good I am. We're going to actually kill two birds with one stone, but in a good way. Let's go by the numbers right there. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to start with this one. But no, uh, thank no, you, no. Jake. The rushing yards is the one. Oh, I mean, God. 306. Um, you got to have that. You got to mm-hmm. have that. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Right. Um, yeah, because everything, I mean, if you get up T seventy four passing in a hundred, you know, then that's Arizona numbers. Um, if you give up, uh, you know, four of eight, fourth down, not horrible. Um, the problem is, you know, Arizona's third down conversions was actually not bad at all. But right, you just got ran all over. Uh, if I'm looking, I'm looking at the stats. That's seven point five yards a carry. Arizona ran for four point six. Uh, right. They passed for 9.4. I mean, the passing game wasn't good. Either. The defense was bad tonight. We knew. You know, I, I think we, get, had, I I think we had hopes that the defense was better after the San Diego State game. The defense is not very good. We know that. I mean, teams can run on Arizona. Um, no, Will, the, 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 curse, the curse came. The curse came pre tell me. All right. But I do need to ask you this question, though. Um. Because you've watched teams, and this is why I'm blessed to have some people like you on here that have seen things that I haven't. Um, you've watched teams where the coaching staff said, you know what, screw it. We're going all freshmen here. And it turns out to be the Desert Swarm. How far away is this team from being competent defensively, Brad? Considering the transfer portal, considering uh, high school, everything, how far away is this team from just being competent? Not good, competent. It depends what you can do in the transfer portal, to be honest. Right. Um, If you can land two stud D linemen and probably a linebacker and and, and stud, uh, a Hunter Eckerl's type impact, you know, Honorable mention, all Pac-12 type player, and you put them in with the younger guys. Who there still are a few who look nice, you know, Savanea right. uh, or Savea, excuse me. Uh, you know, looks like he still has potential. Uh, Deuce Davis, a couple of those guys, but you really need to bolster that 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 defensive front. Uh, I like some of the young linebackers. I'm just not sure. Some of them are frankly going to get big enough for, right. to, for, to run. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? You got a lot of guys who are who look like big safeties right now, right? So can you go from two ten to two thirty? Can you go from two twenty to two forty? Right. Uh, some of them, you know. And again, I I've seen this thing. Don't and it's not necessarily weight too. It could be can you transform your two fifteen into a, a bulkier two fifteen? Um, yeah, I've seen this thing. Well, why is this guy playing and this guy? They say this guy's too small because not everyone carries their weight the same way. Correct. Um, Mike Luke does not carry the same weight that Brad Alice does. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll give you a better example. I weigh about the same Parker Zellers did. Who do you think carries their weight better? Parker you. Zellers did. Um, but you know, one kid at 180 is a 
beast and another kid at 180 is light in the and that's just how they're built right um or you have to transform you know they're like well he's he's got the same well one kid may come in at 180 but need to transform some baby fat in the muscle and another right. kid may come in at 180 but not be a bulky 180 you know so right. it all depends you know and kids physically change from 18 to 20 um so my point being is yeah i don't know if colby cage will be big enough he's bigger this year but will he be big enough to stop the run and maybe you have to go get some run stopping linebackers to compliment these guys or an Ammon allen or you know a jacob manu these are all smaller linebackers um right. can they can they get big enough or does harrison have to recruit over him? in which case okay you gotta do it you know roberts is fine but he's out of here i guess my yeah. question malik reed may never be ready let me stop you there, though. With at what point, though? Because you know there were some times that Dick Tomey had undersized guys. I mean, you know, you, you could look at it. Uh, Brandon Sanders was a small safety. Guys like Kelly Malvo, small cornerbacks. Marcus Bell, not the biggest dude in the world, but he always sprinkled it in though because he would have big dudes out there at the same time. He would have a, um, you know, he would have a a Joe Salavea. He would have a Ty Parton. He would have guys like that. How does Arizona have anybody that is a long-term fixture on that defensive line where you're like, okay, I could see him being that part in a year or two. I don't mean to be mean, Mike, but quit bringing up it's different. Football's different. No, but it is and it isn't because at the same time though, he got, uh, yes, you're right. You're right. But at the same time though, these were small guys. that would always be small guys. Brandon Sanders would always have been a small dude. Yeah. But the difference was you were facing 270-pound offensive linemen. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You My bad. I agree. You you weren't running against uh, spread offenses. Um, you could fair scheme enough. your way. Uh, um, and defenses could dominate. Defenses will never dominate again. Um, the game has changed. So, uh, that being said, can you scheme for size? You can. It's harder to do now. Um, but, and sometimes it doesn't matter the size of the guy. They play bigger than they are. Right. Um, you know, it didn't matter how tall or big Brandon Sanders was because he hit you. He knocked you out. Right. You know, Kelly Malvo is a good example, but you know, occasionally guys, um, we didn't call it that. Then Moss, Kelly Malvo. There were a lot of times, um, Malvo had his, you know, he had his chest here or his face in your chest, but you're still catching it. Um, you know, sometimes it didn't matter how big your linebackers are because Rob Waldrop was in your face already when you're handing off the ball. Um, so you can ski. So again, but now that you have 330 pound linemen who run like the 270s used to or run faster, yeah, you need a little more size up front. I guess the reason I'm going to defend myself just really quickly here because you got to talk with Dick Tomey many, many times. I got to talk with Dick Tomey twice in my life. So again, I'm not unlike you. I've I've only talked with him twice. But I don't think thing, I've talked to him more than that, though, to be honest, Mike. That was you know what, Brad? He was on his way out when I was on my way in. Right. But he made the point. He said, I would always look at frames and I would say, Okay, can I get 40 pounds on you? Can you get bigger? And I feel that at Arizona, that's the way that it has to be. And again, I don't mean to keep going back on the swarm. Totally understand that. That's you see, that's the point now. And, and again, so now you've made your point. Frame adding 40. Right. So that's why I don't know. I can't answer your question because I don't know how many of these guys who are freshmen and sophomores now are going to be able to add the 40 because they're right. maybe halfway there. Um, 
you know, I can't proclaim a lot of these freshmen and sophomore defensive linemen bust yet because I don't know how big they're going to get. And a lot of these guys are being forced, much like Desert Swarm. Because people forget, Desert Swarm's guys, they weren't on the field because Tommy gave up on the seniors. They got on the field in many ways because all the seniors got hurt. Right. Um, and that's the honestly the biggest shame about Desert Swarm is half those guys should have been here another year. Yeah, well, that's the thing, because they pulled everybody out, and I know that that was a controversial thing. Yeah, but they couldn't feel – I mean, they barely could feel the team as it was. There was that 54 nothing game at Washington, um, which was the the low point to climb out of. So I can't – again, I can't tell you that, you know, uh, is it Kanganaika? I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name wrong, who's been thrust in there. He probably didn't look real good tonight. But guess what? He might in two years when he's got 20 pounds of muscle and 20 uh, months of practice. And so it's a hard question to answer. But in the immediate future, yeah, they've got to add as good as the transfer portal was for the offense this year. It has to be better for the defense. Because right right now they're not batting as well on the defensive transfer portal. No, they're not. They're not. You know, for for every Jerry Roberts, there's four guys who haven't panned out. Right. Um, You know, the safety uh, from UCLA hasn't seen the field. Uh, Rutherford hasn't been as good as advertised. Uh, You know, Savea has been hurt Um, and and didn't look great there. You know, Eccles is really good. But, yeah, they need to hit on more of those guys. You know, Malik Reed hasn't made a big impact. Um, So let's see what they do. Yeah, but, again, it's year two of what is going to be a pretty good rebuilding. And, if again, can they get four or five wins this year? It's going to be an uphill climb to get the six, but, and then the next year, yeah, you sprinkle more guys in, you suddenly figure out that, you know, Deuce Davis adds 10 more pounds and suddenly he already looks good, but then he looks great. Right. And maybe Jacob Manu gets stronger and he suddenly looks better than he does now. Um, And they might not, in which case you recruit over him. And that's what you do in a football program. If you can't, you can't figure it out. You you get a new guy who can't. All right, everybody. Like I said, disappointing game for sure but um you know again Arizona Brad I think you would admit as much better than they were last year but there are still a lot of issues that they do need to uh, figure out on the defensive side of the ball I don't think that I'm really breaking anything there and they weren't great on offense either tonight they were they weren't they weren't they were you okay. know what and the wide receiver unit which we've talked about ad nauseum and we're going to talk about it cuz you're coming on Monday with me um uh the wide receiver unit is going to be the unit that needs to be able to carry this team through games. And you know what? In a couple of games this year, they just haven't been there. I mean, they, they just, you know, Mississippi state, they didn't dominate this team. This unit has to be able to dominate every single game or week in and week out. And they didn't do it today. No. And again, there's a lot of parts to that. You know, uh, Jaden Lara has got to get in the ball. Uh, they've got to be able to bounce, you know, protect with the run a little bit better. Um, but it, yeah, at the end of the day, again, at the end of the day, the Oregon was just has too many good players. I mean, it's you know, you want to, uh, you know, come up with all this fancy. T- at the end of the day, Joes are more important than X's and O's sometimes, right? Uh, and uh, you know, and if, if you do look at it. Oregon is a very athletic defense, as is Mississippi State. Um, and that gave Arizona some, some troubles. You know, uh, you know, Colorado's bad. So Arizona was all over it. Uh, right. San Diego State's not 
as athletic and big and athletic. And Arizona was able to have some success. You know, they had some success against Cal until they started turning the ball over. Um, you know, but that's college football. Uh, again, Oregon is another tier, and Georgia's another tier from that. But I think Oregon and Mississippi State are comparable um, right. when it comes to raw athleticism. I think Oregon has recruited better players overall, uh, but Leach is also maybe a better coach, at least right. at this stage in his career. So, um, you know, we've seen in those two games, Arizona's just a little outgunned. In the other games, Arizona's been in it or have won it. Right. On that note, we will be back with you, Brad. It's always privileged to have you on there. Everybody out there, we're going to talk way more about this. Again, frustrating game. We get that. But we got basketball coming up. Obviously, we got football coming up as well. Brad will be back here uh, tomorrow – or, excuse me, Monday at uh, 1230 – but Jacob Franklin behind there making us look cool. We'll talk with you. Uh, we'll talk with you on Monday. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Oh.